Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Well, happy Thursday, February 8, 2024. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. We're going to ha- uh, bring Andrew Whalen on in just a couple minutes here. Always a fan favorite, uh, but everyone that I keep bringing on you, you know, you, is, you know, it's a Steve favorite. I wouldn't keep bringing them on. So, but usually the ones that are my favorite turn out to be your favorite too, because we all like the same thing. So, anyway, okay, welcome to the pro, the show. Uh, we're gonna run a quick spot on the wells. So here we go with that. The, the villagers have got to walk all through this dirt and this this swamp to go and pick water. To show you this is to really let you know. You are not only uh, doing history, but leaving a legacy. Mm-hmm. Because from from this water to clean water, you have eliminated all diseases. There are many communities that, that are still struggling and suffering. Uh, so we continue to pray with you and continue to pray with us that we shall continue to lift up the standards of living of our people and that they can be free from all sicknesses. God bless you. We are now, we are now heading to the launch of a wonderful gift that you have donated yeah. to elevate these people from this level to the that. level now you're going to see. It's up for you. We thank you. We thank you so much for alleviating this community from bad, contaminated water. And we pray that God blesses you so much. We are going to open it and launch it in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And on behalf of Elijah Stevens, I hand over this hall to the leaders and to the people, and I dedicate it to God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and everyone who say, Amen. So let us see whether we have some water. You are impacting thousands. Donate today at elijahsdreams.com slash donate. And those uh, dedications uh, of the well services happen over and over and over. Um, and it's amazing. I got to share with you something that just happened. We just got this word minutes ago because uh, it's on the other side of the world, you know, where Uganda is. And some of our Elijah Streams people are there a few days ahead of me. Drew and I will be there in a couple days to join them. They had uh, yesterday... They had uh, one of those well dedication services that our Elijah Streams people are are that, and a couple of other things. Thirty eight people got saved yesterday, uh, where with our Elijah Streams team there, and they got to be there and be part of it. All, all every time we open a well that you invest in, like like you continue to do, people get saved because of it. So you go, well, I'm not an evangelist. Well, yeah. If you help get these wells done, you absolutely are evangelists. People are coming to the Lord because of that. So, And the Lord will credit you for that in heaven. I mean, I've had several prophets confirm that that's the case. So, All right, so thank you so much for that. All right, time to bring in Andrew Whalen. So here's Andrew. I was just asking you offline about how do you say you're, you know, do you ever go by Andy? And we were just talking about it. Then when I just introduced you, I thought, did I say it right? <laughs> I said, Andrew, <laughs> you know, and I said, does your wife call you Andy? And you go, no, she calls me Andrew. So that's good. Yeah. So, uh, and what was your nickname, Drew or what? 
Yeah, well, <clears throat> when I was in high school, everybody called me whales. Like for my oh, really? you know, instead of Whalen, it was whales. And then in college, everybody called me Drew. And now that I'm maturing in age, they just call me Andrew. So oh, there you go. Yeah, when I was in high school, they called me because I think that's when Hogan's Heroes was playing, and that's a big guy that, that was Sergeant Schultz, and they'd they'd call me Schultzy. Hey, Schultzy. They either call you, I mean, you know, they usually the guys call you by your last name in high school anyway. But right. Uh, anyway, yeah, I was Schultzy or something or Sergeant Schultz and a couple of other things I didn't like. But don't we all have that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I don't think hardly anybody gets a, out free with that. Well, no. anyway, um, I uh, hope you're doing well today, Andrew. And so uh, we've got a little tighter schedule today. So I'm going to get jumping in there. Yeah, there's a lot to cover today, so uh, we'll jump right into it. Yeah. Um, you know, first off, I'll just say this is when I was watching the water about the video that you guys just showed with the water well and all that, I just I just really felt like it, it just quickened to me. I'm sure you guys have said this before, but it just hit me all of a sudden that, you know, the natural first, then the spiritual. And, Isn't that crazy, you know? Yeah. In so fact, one of the most profound things was... Jesus, you know, gets at the woman at the well. He says, you drink this, you'll thirst again, but you drink the water that I give. It's like, that's the natural thing, isn't it? Yep. It's beautiful. You just, you feel the Holy Spirit on it just by watching the water coming from the wells. It's amazing. So, so good. I'll tell people this too. Uh, some of you watch Gene Ho uh, with me. He has does George Magazine. He said, Steve, make sure you take pictures of the of the wells and what you're doing out there when you go, because I want to run, I want to run a story on it all in George magazine. So isn't that cool? You wow. know, that's a pretty cool magazine, you know, JFK Jr.'s uh, publication. So very cool. It's awesome. Well, good deal. Well, I'll jump yeah. right in. Um, I had, you know, uh, with everything going on in Texas and at the border, um, you know, I just was seeking the Lord about it. And I, you know, I just realized that, hey, my my some of my prophetic context of my storyline, my life was uh, in Texas. And so I just I just began to kind of ponder some of the things the Lord had spoke to me. And I just really feel like they're pertinent for right yeah. now. And I want to just give a little background real quick is that we were in Colorado Springs and we were there, you know, working closely with Lou Engle and uh, some of his team and and so it was just a great time of course colorado springs is beautiful and so i was not looking to move anywhere and uh all of a sudden the way god kind of does with us is he starts to drop dreams um in the night and he'll uh you know this is interesting too steve but my wife kelly is usually the one that starts dreaming before i do about when it's time to move so really okay yeah, she generally knows when we're moving before I ever know. So, uh, which is, you know, it's nice to, she's a prophet to the prophet, isn't she? She really is. So, wow. um, so she started to get dreams about Texas and and moving there. And, um, I, you know, I'm thinking Texas. I don't know. I've never been to Texas. What do we do in Texas? And uh, so, uh, early on, uh, just prior to us moving, when I had dreams about the state of Texas. I specifically saw in these dreams that we would be uh, relocating near Dallas. And, um, you know, my wife, Kelly, and I, we hadn't told anybody that we were getting these dreams and that we were praying about the move. And then as God does, he usually confirms this. 
And within a couple of days, a man reached out to us who lived in Illinois. And we didn't honestly know him hardly at all. We had connected through, um, that's another long story, but uh, a word of knowledge I had given at a conference in Illinois uh, about a tumor being healed. And his son was in that audience and had a tumor and he ended up getting healed from this tumor. Wow. wow. Well, this guy, uh, we, we didn't keep in touch with him very closely, but he reached out to me after God started speaking about the dreams to Texas and Dallas. And he reached out and said that he had had an open vision and he saw that God was sending us to live in the Dallas region. And, you know, I thought, wow, that's, that's confirmation. So um, we, in March of 2021, we took a trip to look for potential houses in Texas. And the first night, I'll, I'll never forget this, the first night in our hotel room, because we had a number of houses that we were going to go look at. And um, but, so we were staying in the hotel and I had a dream that night. And in the dream, I saw an angelic being show me a cowboy hat. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I love these dreams, you know. Yeah, I do um, too. And I saw an antenna rise up from the top of the hat. And the Spirit of the Lord spoke in the dream and said, the cowboy hat now has the greatest ability to tune into the prophetic voice of the Lord for the nation. Whoa. And so that was the end of the dream. And, you know, I woke up and here's what I felt. I felt God was saying that Texas and specifically Dallas, which we all know the football team, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, so being represented by the cowboy hat, it would bring, I felt the Lord saying this would bring me into a new prophetic grace on behalf of America. Wow. And um, that's part of the reason I went to Colorado Springs is the Lord said, you're going to Colorado Springs for the nation and the nation's. I knew there was something on the land in Colorado that had to do with uh, the nation and even the nations. So moving to Texas, I felt the Lord say, you're going to enter into a new prophetic grace. Can I uh, get a a 40,000 foot question here? Uh, When God's moving you to these different places, it's obviously for a season. You seem to always know it's only for a season. Yeah. Did you describe... uh, did are you, did you make it clear how why Texas what what you did you have an assignment that you knew or were you there to find out what your assignment was how did that work for you uh yeah great question um part of it was a real we knew the the Lord had confirmed to move and so part of it was just uh, obedience you know yeah. by faith and not like Abraham going to a place you know not you know, a place that I'll show you and kind of in other words, like, okay, we felt the Lord saying the Dallas region, but what precisely for, we didn't fully know, but my wife did have a dream that we would start an apostolic training center that would not only focus on uh, training up, uh, you know, disciples and um, the prophetic, but also wealth and kingdom business. And so we were like, Okay, Lord, we, you know, this is all new, but we're just going to, by faith, we're going to step towards it. And that's another part of the story. God ended up getting us uh, on some property that was a real miracle for us, just in terms of where we were at financially and the ability to get some property. So 
Um, so yeah, the the time that we had mostly in Texas was a time of me saying, Lord, why am I here? <laughs> uh, but I will say that we look back and we can now see why in many respects, God had us there and what he did with it. So um, I want to confirm that thing about the prophetic. And are you saying that God was saying the cowboy hat? In other words, the Texas thing, there was going to be a grace on that for the prophetic in yes. the nation. And I want to confirm that because God called us to Dallas, Texas mm -hmm. in 1989. We were there for two years. Same kind of thing. Yep. Uh, and I, I had this cryptic dream and it ended up with this and then this community. And then in Texas, sure enough, we got called to Texas uh, by a former boss. He called me to go work for him. It was it, like my my uh, income quadrupled when I did that. So God poured out his grace. And I thought that's why we were going it was only for the money. But until a guy in Dallas said, hey, let's go to let's go to lunch. He was assistant pastor at the time. And he began to tell me, again, this 89, there were very few people known as prophets in the nation. Bob Jones, mm. Paul King, and, he, he take, and I didn't know about any of them. And yeah. he, he said, Steve, I want to tell you about this. There's these prophets uh, that, are, that are being released at the vineyard. They're kind of coming out of the vineyard in California. And, I, and he talked about a couple sentences in, and I said, wait, stop. <laughs> are you telling me there's prophets today? I'm sitting in Dallas, Texas, at a table, at the lunch, and he goes, yes. And, and when I've told the story, the next line is, I knew, I knew that I knew that I knew my life would never be the same. Mm. I just, and I wasn't all that prophetic, but I knew that fact. It would be seven years from that time before the Elijah list, I stumbled into it. Wow. You know, and so I'd had prophetic training by that time. But, but um, yeah, so there was my launch into the prophetic was Dallas, Texas. So that's incredible. Well, part of that, Steve, is is part of what I wanted to share today is that there's actually, I, I believe that's part of the redemptive component uh, that God actually purposely puts on certain territories and land. Yeah. And, and so I believe, um, you know, in fact, um, uh, what was it here? Um, oh, uh, Chuck Pierce and Dutch Sheets. They wrote in their book, uh, Releasing the Prophetic Destiny of a Nation. They wrote about Texas and they, they by the spirit of the Lord, called it the prophetic state. Wow. And so I really believe there was something on uh, and, and is on Texas to be a, uh, a real prophet to the nation, even the nation's. And it's not that there's not prophets other places or other states, but I think as a as a land, God's put a redemptive uh, anointing and calling on it to be like a a pioneer voice, uh, a so voice good. that sets us into alignment that brings the plumb line of God's word in the earth. And so that's what is really interesting. And I look back, you know, Stephen, it was in Texas that uh, before we moved to Illinois. Um, that I connected with you. It was while my first time on the show. That's true, here. it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And and I just really feel like so much of what God had been doing for several years with dreams and things more hidden in my life. Now He's saying, "Okay, I'm moving you to Texas because something in Texas is now going to position you to be a prophetic voice for the nation." And so. Yeah, it's really interesting. I just try. I try to track these things and say. Yeah, I know. I, it, it is very interesting. And do you? 
so I can hear some people asking this question. Okay, you're now in another location. Are you waiting at some point for the next call, or do you feel like the God's telling you, okay, now you can stay here for the next ten years? If I, you know, what, what, how does it work in your mind? I mean, well, I don't tell you to give me any, any secrets away. I'm just asking you the process. Are you one of those that must move every few years? No, honestly. And, and if you would have heard, you know, because Kelly and I grew up in Illinois. And after we moved out of Illinois, our conversation to each other was, we will never move back to Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy says, oh, really? Yeah, really. Like, <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, never say never. Well, you know, God full circle. Um here's what happened real quick is that I was in Texas and we felt the Lord say that we had a choice. Um, and I think that's something amazing about God is it's not like he's always just commanding you uh, to, you know, it's, I find with the Lord that oftentimes he's much more willing to work with us. He wants to co-labor and participate and he gives us these prophetic uh, grace for a season. So I felt like God said you could continue to keep working to build an apostolic training center here in Texas, but it may take you some years and it might require some funds. And and in the meantime, your family back in Illinois is getting older and there's some health concerns coming up. And we really felt the grace of the Lord say, what would you like to do? And we felt in our hearts that God was drawing us back near family. Uh, but one of the things that God did is I had a dream while I was in Illinois visiting family before we moved back. And in the dream, I knew that I had to find the right sweatshirt. I was in a shop and I was like, I have to find the perfect fit of a sweatshirt for some reason. And I just grabbed one off of the rack. I didn't even know what it was. And I pulled it off and it said fighting Illini. Um, and I knew I put it on. And I said, this is the perfect fit. I woke what up. Is that word, what does that word mean? Well, uh, Illini is the native uh, name for the, the tribe that was Illinois was okay. really named after. And the University of Illinois in, uh, I think it's Champaign or Urbana, they, um, they're called the Fighting Illini. I see. And, but I felt like the Lord was saying, Andrew, there's a, there's a play on words here. Yeah. Um, I'm sending you back. And you're going to help fight for Illinois because there's a fight over this state. And um, so it's interesting, too, that the Texas is the prophetic state, according to Dutch Sheets and Chuck Pierce's book. And then Illinois is the apostolic state. I got to ask you, too, because you're in, and I, I don't when I'm not there, I don't know all the little towns. And where is Carbondale from where you are? Uh, that is south. So it's probably How towards. Far? Probably a, a couple, two or three hours south. Okay, because I mean, we Robin finally a few weeks back picked uh, Carbondale. We're going to be there on the ninth, March 9th with Robin. Uh, you know, maybe you guys drop in, but I mean, it's a couple hours away, so no pressure to do that. But um, I, I said Carbondale. Okay, Robin picked it, and I'm not going to question it. You know, let's go. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I know a lot of spiritual wells in Carbondale, Illinois. Oh, and I got to tell you guys, can I, give me a minute here to tell this little insert. Because, again, I still didn't know Carbondale, right? So we're trying to do a story with Elijah James about helping this ministry who is saving people from uh, um, mothers from having an abortion. In other words, trying to rescue them before they have an abortion. We, in other words, you, the viewer, sewed into saving their ministry so that they could save the children. There's a bunch of 
details I don't know and I, or I have already forgotten, but she's gonna we're gonna try and get her to share the story in on March 9, I think it is March 9, Illinois, Carbondale. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. But uh, she said uh, she was telling Mike Sally about it. And Mike said, well, the, the, the thing came up about the, the abortions in Illinois, because I guess that's where she is. And she said, he said, I thought it was illegal to have an abortion there or something. And she says, yes, but they're, they're sending drugs instead of da, da, they're getting people abortion one way or another. But she said, or people go, go to Carbondale oh. to get an abortion. And I don't know what the deal is. I just heard this yesterday. So you can tell, I don't know the details. Mm. And Mike goes, are you kidding? That's the one place Robin picked. Interesting. And I'm telling you, Robin didn't know that fact. I'm certain of that. He just wow. felt to pick that one. So I just thought I would. So we're going to share that story. That's incredible. Well, I, I won't belabor on Carbondale, but I will say that there's a, a man that I know that was a campus pastor there for, I mean, years and years, decades, I believe. And he, I'm profound uh, prayer warrior, and he raised up disciples with on the on the college campus of Southern Illinois University in Carbondale, and they would pray. I mean, daily, night and day, for years and years and years. I just feel like that whole region has. There's so much that's been sown in the wow. spirit. So I'm excited. Yeah. I, I'm gonna try yeah. to join you guys. I, I hope. Well, I awesome. Can. I think I could probably get you in. We've got. A, we kept a couple. It's completely full. But we, we saved a few extras for the speakers in case someone like yourself could come. I think we'll get you in that way. So if you if you tell me, I'll tell them, I'll put your name down. Okay. It's, there's no charge. By the, and you all just heard me say it's 100% full. We did it in a day and a half. And by the time the Cat Kerr one episode came out where I'd mentioned it, I'd mentioned hurry, hurry. By the time they heard that, it was already full. So we, we, we only had room for 500 on this. And normally, we're going to have a larger facility uh, on these. We're, we're going to go across the nation, and we'll tell you a few weeks in advance where these are going to be so people can get there. But, yeah. Wow. I love it. Okay. Well, this is exciting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spontaneous. I love it. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Where do you want to go here? All right. Well, let me jump back to Texas because okay. – I feel like right now there's this is really pertinent for the state um, and for America. Um, but I wanted to read, I, I shared how uh, Dutch Sheets and Chuck Pierce prophesied about Texas being the prophetic state. I'm just going to read a little snippet out of um, their book, uh, which is called, again, Releasing the Prophetic Destiny of a Nation. And um, it, it's the part on page 47 where Dutch is, um, by the, the Spirit of the Lord, is prophesying and declaring the mantle over the state of Texas. So here's what it says. Um, this is Dutch prophesying this. Um, Jesus, we want more of your Christ anointing of the prophetic. Jesus, the prophet, come to Texas. Whoa. Come with your holy zeal. Come with your fire. Come with your revelation. Jesus, the prophet, the prophet of God, the very testimony of you is the spirit of prophecy. Jesus, come and mantle Texas tonight with another level, another degree of the prophetic anointing to be forerunners for America. Impregnate this state with a transformation anointing. 
impregnate this state with the ability to prophesy and decree wow. change to the rest of the nation. Impregnate this state with revelation so that their words don't fall to the ground. Impregnate them with a power that no matter what the hordes of hell say, that something changes in the spirit. The decrees of man, the unrighteous spirit, the decrees of ungodly judges begin to pale and fall before you. Let the idols of man fall and be broken next to the ark of your presence. Lord, I just say, according to your word, a nation could be born from this state. I say there is a governmental anointing on the state of Texas, on the church of Texas, to rise up in her position in heavenly places and begin to legislate and begin to affect, to begin to release the government of God that changes the government of man. Wow. Wow. So that was a profound statement or prophecy and decree that uh, was released uh, about the mantle of Texas. And so I, I feel that this mantle, it, that Texas is beginning to rise even right now into this mantle like never before. Wow. And, um, you know, let me, let me just jump down. I'll keep moving on. And in number two here, okay. Um, I had this dream. So we ended up moving to Texas and we moved to um, actually we looked everywhere and we couldn't find a place just within our budget. I mean, uh, the market was starting to get crazy and we were looking for, uh, you know, a place to buy. Then we were like, no, I think we need to rent first. And so we couldn't find the right spot. And uh, the only place that really just suddenly opened up to us was a town called Waxahachie, Texas. Yeah, that um, one. Where they were going to build the super collider there. Did, did they ever build that? Uh, they they began building it. And uh, before it was completed, I believe uh, Clinton or someone had shut it down. Okay. And so, yeah, really interesting. The other thing I didn't know, but after I moved there, I found out that that's where um, John Paul Jackson uh, was born and oh really yeah and it's I think he was buried there as well in fact I know I know he was so oh. very interesting yeah and and it, for those of you that don't know John Paul Jackson he was a real prophetic dreamer oh yeah a real prophet so I felt that was very interesting that God would be like hey I'm going to send you to this this place so um well anyway the first night that we stayed in our new home we were renting at the time in Texas was I, I had this dream and these, these become to me like real key things when, you know, when I'm the first night on a land of somewhere and I get a dream, I'm like, okay, God, I, I really am trying to feel what you're, you're saying on this. So in the dream, I was sitting next to Lou Engel who happened to be holding like kind of holding Bob. He was sitting down, but he was holding Bob Jones uh, on his lap kind of. And in the dream, this did not seem unusual. You know how dreams are. It just seemed, hey, yeah. that's, okay. Well, together, Lou, Bob, and I, we began a discussion. And we began to talk about what city in America that God had on his heart to target through prayer 
worship and warfare in order. So it was like I knew our conversation had to do with there's a city on God's heart that he wants the church to begin to target in prayer and, and in worship and in warfare in order to remove demonic powers mm. over that region and clear the way for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Wow. And specifically, we discussed that whatever city we determined was being targeted by God would become the prototype for revival in America. Yeah. So in the dream, while we were discussing things, I looked at Bob Jones and said, I just moved to Waxahachie, Texas. Bob looked at me and said, I have always loved Dallas. The moment that Bob Jones said these words, Lou and I, it was like a Holy Spirit bomb went off. And Lou mm -hmm. and I erupted with excitement. And we had like a surge of faith and revelation. And we knew instantly that Bob had just been sent by God to give us the word of the Lord. And specifically uh, that it was Dallas, Texas that God was targeting to become a prototype wow. for revival in America. Amazing. Amazing. And lastly, in the dream, Lou pulled me close. He hugged me and he said, Andrew, now I will be seeing you much more. Um, he continued and said, Upper Room Dallas must know about this word. End of dream. Now, I ended up... Still, still in the dream, he, he named a particular church and they... Yeah. Yeah, so Lou, um, he's got connection and, and friendship with Upper Room there okay. in Dallas, and um, which I've had several dreams about Upper Room and some of its uh, call on it. But the uh, Lou ended up, I ended up telling Lou this dream, and he ended up bringing me up to Upper Room, and I just released this, uh, did what the dream said, let Upper Room know about this word, and so I feel like God's saying. Um, God's saying a lot about this, but let me just say this. Here are a few brief thoughts I had about yeah. it. Good. Um, Bob on Lou's lap has, and this is what Lou really felt, is that it's a picture of how Lou um, has really carried many of Bob Jones' prophetic words and prophecies for America in the place of intercession for many years, hmm. um, particularly Lou's carried a lot of prof uh, prophetic words from Bob about the ending of abortion, about uh, the seeing 100,000 of the LGBTQ saved, healed, and delivered. Um, so there's a number of prophecies that Bob's released that Lou's really carried. And so that's what I think this picture, this dream might represent, is that God's saying there's a need to carry this word in the place of intercession to target this city because God wants to do something uh, that's a prototype here. Okay, so the other thing I want to say is Dallas is not the only city in America that will receive major revival and outpouring. So I think some people, I've shared this before, and some people get frustrated. They're like, oh. They've been praying for their cities and standing for their cities. And you're not, yeah, you're saying this is a specific word for Dallas. It didn't mean your city might not have a similar call, right? Right. And it's not saying that, oh, revival is going to come here first and it's not coming anywhere else. I think God's saying there's something about targeting uh, Dallas. 
here's the the emphasis I felt by this dream is that God wants us to understand that territorial spirits ruling demonic powers over cities and regions these have to be dealt with and I think God's saying I want to uh, do something like that in Dallas that shifts uh, those ruling demonic influences that are entrenched over cities and regions I want to do something in Dallas that that breaks open the heavens and it becomes a prototype for how to begin to take cities and regions. Yeah. You know, we, I, I, I was raised in California and there was a saying there that as goes California, so goes the nation. And a whole lot of things started there. The whole hippie movement, whatever gets launched. And every time something big launches, like in California, it goes throughout the nation. Dallas is like that, and it has been like that, and especially in these days with the, they decided they're going to protect the border. We're going to not let this happen anymore. We're going to stand and not take it anymore. That's part of the call, the governmental call. They're they're first in the nation to say, that's it. We're done. You know that. So, and that, and it's, it either started with the church and went there or starting there and went to the church. I don't know what your thoughts are about that. Well, I don't know, but I, I agree with you on it. I, I feel yeah. like that's, and to me, that's some of that prophetic grace on the, yeah. uh, on Texas and yeah. even on the cow, you know, I talked about that prophetic cowboy hat. I, there's something yeah. about God saying there's a forerunner prophetic anointing on this, this region, on this state. And so, yeah, so, I'll just um, keep going on that. So the yeah, go for it. Um, so uh, the attention given to Upper Room Dallas might be identifying that they are literally being invited and commissioned to help open the heavens over Dallas. Um, and if you if you know much about Upper Room, they're they're just a real. I, I love going there myself. They they really carry the ark of God's presence. Is this a very large church or? No, honestly, it's not a, a very large church, but their influence is great. They have a an incredible worship ministry. They're they're like a church and a house of prayer and a school and um and they're I know they're getting into a new building soon, but I think that they carry something to really almost like a Judah, uh, almost like send the worshipers out first and you know prepare. Me, and just because people are watching this and they're going to go, hey, I want to go there. What's the name of the pastor? So they're going to look this up. What? Yeah, so Michael Miller is Michael the Miller. yeah, he, and he's a younger guy. Well, he's younger. He's probably my age, maybe around there. Although I'm at 42, he might be younger. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, hey, let me just throw this out, Emily. If you can find that link, the Upper Room Church, verify that's the Michael Miller because sometimes there's different churches with the same name. So we'll put that up for people. I, I have a sense that there's a bunch of people that have not heard of that place until today, and I, I just want to yeah make sure people can get there. And you know they have a great reach i feel like to the younger generation and um, specifically within their worship their music i mean it's really uh there's just a an anointing there's there's oil on it it's it's really neat so um, but but that you know the other thing i feel like god's saying also is that the upper room you know i think there's a literal um prophetic application to that but also that the church is called to be a modern day upper room of worship and waiting and prayer for the outpouring of God's spirit and also for unity. You know, I, I think seeing us come together with, you know, being of different 
colors and backgrounds and um yeah so let me get my notes here anyway so yeah i think that's a a prophetic picture as well that god's looking for us to be like an upper room and um and so finally i just feel like according to this dream we should be encouraged in america um because even though we're in the midst of some you know real shakings and and all that stuff god is still saying i am targeting i i heaven is targeting cities i'm marking them out i'm setting uh, a mark on them for revival to bring revival and you know a lot of things i would say i won't have time to go into but let me just say this is i believe these dreams are invitations it's not i, I don't want to just say oh hey for sure without a doubt uh dallas is going to see the m- most massive outpouring of revival we've ever seen here's what i think god's saying is hey I have my eye on Dallas. I am targeting this city. There's a prophetic grace and call upon this place and upon this land to help break things open and begin to become like a prototype for the rest of the body of Christ throughout so the nation. Yeah. So it's there's a responsibility to these prophetic words. It's not just, oh, I say it and there we go. No, I think God's yeah. saying. I mean, if I could comment on that, too, because, you know, even having been in Dallas, you know, there were words that came forth and you expect angels to come down singing and the most beautiful music and an explosive of glory that you can hardly move in. And it often God's profound revelation comes out in practical observation. Oh, people kind of are getting saved over there and not really here. And God said, well, didn't God say that? Yeah, but I'm waiting for it. To, no, didn't God say, you know, it was going to break forth, you know? So, yeah, it's still, I learned not to look for the golden glory so you can hardly move, even though that might happen. Yep. Don't look for that. Look for the evidence of what he's saying and go go to where that is, whether it's a particular church or a particular region. By the way, what region of Dallas is that in? Is it, Do you know how to t- how to describe that? Well, it's uh, you know, it's really in the the city. I think it's on the southern southern part of the the city okay. Um, okay. right now. But but I know they're getting a new location soon. So okay, I'm I'm not sure where that will be. But okay, um, and and let me also say this: there's a ton of great ministries. Um, you know, I know that people will be like, "Wait, we're doing stuff too over here." I'm like, "No, yeah. There's a ton of great things that God's doing in the whole yeah. entire I know they have a every year they have City Jacob spearheads it. There's three different events that are prophetic. They bring prophets from all over the world to Dallas, yeah. Texas. They meet they they meet at the Trinity Church, but I don't know if somebody knows the exact location of that or because there might be several Trinities. But this yeah. is a huge church. It would seat a few thousand people, and it's Trin- but it's Trinity. They got a whole bunch of buildings beside the sanctuary. But they have on November every year. They have uh, they bring the prophets in from all over the world. I don't even know if you know about that, Andrew. But it's yeah, Cindy, Cindy yeah. Jacobs. Yeah, you know what was really neat is, um, and I'm I need to get moving on this because I'm looking at my time. But yeah, 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 I'll just say this that I had a before I moved to Texas, I kept I started getting dreams where Cindy Jacobs kept coming up to me in these dreams and would say, "Hey, I'm going to be your mother." <laughs> nice. And um, and in the dream, she'd kiss me on the forehead, and and I'm thinking, "Oh, that's interesting." And so move uh, moved down to the Dallas region, and and then had uh, like a divine appointment with her, and 
I told her the dream. And so she said, I love that. So she kissed me on the forehead and she said, nice. I adopt you. So <laughs> help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. That's good. Um, but yeah, so she did invite me to be there. And I, I did go to one of those um, gatherings. Really great. So yeah, anyway. Yeah. You know, uh, a lot of stuff with Texas, I just feel like is coming to this uh, moment of convergence. And and I think we're seeing it even now with what is happening at the border. Um, but let me jump right back into this that. Um, oh, wow. So I forgot about this. Well, let me I'll do this real quick. Number three, praying at the origins of Roe versus Wade in Dallas on March 28th, 2022. Lou Engel invited me to attend a prayer meeting in Dallas. What is interesting uh, is that unknown to me, the Roe versus Wade case had its origins in the old federal courthouse in downtown Dallas. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. This is the Jane Roe? Yes. Yes. Okay. And and I honestly, I didn't do a ton of research on it myself, but, yeah. but yes, I know that I'm aware that the, the first hearing or the first court case was okay. uh, heard on the matter in this courtroom in okay. downtown Dallas. And so this courthouse, it's now used as like a catering and events venue. And I know that um, they have prayer in there as well. Um, so this was the courtroom in, in real life. I met with Lou in March of 2022. We met at this courtroom with a number <laughs> of different uh, leaders and prayer warriors. And while at the meeting, we prayed that at the very place that the legalized bloodshed of abortion had its roots in our nation, that it would now be overturned. And I remember while we were in this courtroom, we all took a gavel and we struck it on the bench in this very courtroom. And um, was this, by the way, was that before Roe versus Wade was actually overturned? It was before. In fact, we had no, honestly, we didn't have a grid that this things were going to happen the way they did. We were just, we felt the spirit of God say, get, get at this place and decree, bring forth wow. the decree of the Lord over this. So we prayed, uh, we talked, and we also prayed that a new Esther movement would arise to save the lives of future unborn children, as well as saving the lives of this present generation that the enemy is just targeting for destruction, uh, specifically with our youth and our children. And what's really fascinating, uh, Steve, is that while in this courtroom, I had, I met a woman in this prayer meeting that I had never met before, didn't know anything about her. But as she told me her, who she was and her story, I said, oh, my goodness, my daughter had a dream about you several years before this meeting today. Mm-hmm. And you can read about that, by the way, I, I don't have time to go into it, but you can read about that dream in day 24 of my ebook dreams to save a nation good, good um and and all that to say is that this was a it was a significant prophetic confirmation that god was saying i am going to raise up an esther movement that that basically reverses the death decree off of this generation so it was a profound encounter anyway Fast forward a couple months after this prayer meeting, um, Lou was scheduled to fly back to Dallas and he called me and asked me, he said, Andrew, would you pick me up? 
Um, I've got some stuff to do down there. So we had scheduled to meet on June 24th, 2022. Well, on June 23rd, 2022, uh, that night, so the night, actually it was probably June 24th. The the morning I woke up on the 24th, I had this dream from that night. And it was in the dream, I was with Lou Engel and a couple other intercessors, and we were watching the recent movie, Top Gun Maverick, uh, the one that was in the theaters not long ago. And in real life, the very next day, uh, when I woke up from this dream, upon picking up Lou Engel, we had it scheduled to pick him up. I picked him up, and the news that Roe v. Wade had been overturned in the Supreme Court. And we knew that God was saying that from the place it began, Dallas, Texas, it's now being reversed. And God brought us together on that day in the place it started to celebrate the victory. And and, and we actually, this is one of Lou's things. He always says, let's do the dream. So we did the dream. We actually went to Top Gun Maverick together. Oh, you went to the you went to see the movie. We did because the awesome. dream, you know, we, it, the night before we were it was this dream, and and here's what we really felt like: this is what God's doing, uh, and wants to continue to do is to raise up top guns. In other words, those who can get into the heavens, those who can get into the uh, the airways, the spirit realm, and gain air superiority, break through principalities and powers, tear down strongholds, and so. This is, uh, it, it was such an exciting thing. And, and you know, oh, lose a spiritual father minds. And as much as I loved being there and watching the movie with him, what was more profound was to watch him weep the entire movie. Really? Uh, because, wow. because really what it was, it was him watching kind of on display what he had been doing in the spirit for so long. He, he'd been raising up warriors to contend uh, in the high in the high places for the ending of abortion and the overturning specifically of Roe versus Wade, and so it was a beautiful moment. It was like, wow, we are we will be like those who dream. That's what it felt like. We were like those who dreamed, and so that happened in Dallas as well. So um, I'll move on. Quickly, is that okay, Steve? Yeah, I, I was going to make one comment. It was while you were talking, all of a sudden the Lord reminded me. I didn't go look this up. Uh, you know, you can tell about where a city is or a state is or a nation is by, you know, their checkbook or let's say the body of Christ. What do they spend their checkbook on? Or credit card? I not that long ago I was looking at our donor list because we have quite a few donors who doing it well. And so there's this, and it's for the last. I looked at all the donors we could possibly put together from the last five to 10 years. Which state had the most donors for Elijah's dreams? Texas. Wow. Way more from Texas donating to Elijah list Elijah's dreams than any other state. So that, I mean, it shows you, God told you there was a jumping off point with different words he used. I mean, and now I can see it by looking at people's checkbooks. Wow. Isn't that interesting? I mean, you yeah. just do kind of a, databasing how many are from each state and then the top one was texas so well i also think there's something about them sowing into yeah. the prophetic ministry and an elijah type ministry in this yeah. land and and them being called a prophetic state so that's 
that is very interesting as well. Yeah. Um, well, so let me jump right into this. Um, and Steve, I'm, I'm paying attention to our time here. Yeah, so. you're good. I mean, if we go a couple minutes over, we're good. Okay. Um, all right. So May on May 8th of 2023, uh, the boundary line of Texas dream. So in this dream, I was given a view from the border wall along Texas. Then I was somehow taken to the past to see the battle at the Alamo. Now, as a note here, I don't have a thorough knowledge of Texas history um, or the full consequences and outcomes of the Alamo and subsequent battles. But in the dream, I somehow knew during that historic time frame that God, it's like in this dream, I knew during the that historic time of the Alamo God himself had begun to place a boundary line for Texas and i knew by revelation from that moment on that satan himself had sought to weaken breach and tear down this boundary wall I knew in the dream that this wall was not just a natural barrier to keep people out, but it represented a spiritual protection and barrier from Satan himself. And I I comment here that I said that may sound outrageous, but it's what I saw and it's what I knew in the dream. Yeah. Yeah. Next in the dream, I saw myself soaring above the wall and pointing out weak spots to reinforce it. Then I pointed to areas that needed to be repaired and areas that needed armed guards. As I continued to point, I saw the repair and the reinforcement and the restoration of the wall. In the dream, I saw the enemy was was being cloaked by human forces. So there were human uh, vessels that were actually being used by the enemy in this dream to gain entrance for harmful and destructive purposes. But now that the wall had been restored in this dream, they were incapable of penetrating. I just knew that. So here's what I feel. I believe this dream carries significant prayer intel for America. Uh, And intercessors and prayer warriors need to pray for this wall. And I believe the state of Texas is being hotly contested by Satan right now. Because it represents an anchor of security and protection, not, you know, this is beyond just the political issue of illegal immigration. Yeah. God is allowing us to understand the spiritual consequences when boundary lines are moved, broken, and destroyed. And I believe God is going to establish the spiritual wall of protection for America. And Texas is a key for this to happen. And Proverbs 23, do not move an ancient boundary stone or encroach on the fields of the fatherless for their redeemer is strong. He will take up their case against you. Um, And, you know, Steve, I don't have I I, I thought I would just mention this. It's I haven't done my research, but it's kind of an interesting thing I found. I just as I was preparing to come on here today, I, I happened to just look up the the wall in Texas. And of course, we know that Trump uh, has called for the help to support. Uh, yeah. To- Other states, uh, their um, national guard to maybe come along and help. If they, I don't know if, they, I don't know if they've actually come. Do you happen to know 
if other states national guards have come i don't know that yeah. I'm, I'm not sure uh but you know i to me and it's interesting because trump as uh as i think many of us have felt and and heard from the lord is that he's a, a cyrus a type of cyrus and so um on another note which i didn't it's in my dreams to save a nation book but it's uh on one of the days i talk about uh, a word that god gave me in a dream that this time is being fused together with the times as it was in the days of the book of ezra and god in the book of ezra it's when cyrus made the decree to go and and rebuild the temple of the lord in jerusalem and and nehemiah goes back and rebuilds the walls yeah and so way, I, uh Emily's just put a note here. DeSantis, she says, DeSantis just sent a, uh, troops from Florida up to a thousand soldiers to Texas. So she, they, thanks, Emily, for that. So wow. They, they are sending some. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I think, I think, or what I believe is that what's happening right now is, is a fulfillment of even that dream I had years ago about this time right now is like the fusion of times like it was in the book of Ezra, we're seeing a, a reestablishing of the spiritual walls, the spiritual protection of America. And, um, and yeah, so this is really fascinating times. The other thing I found out this, this is for someone else to do on their own time. It's maybe fun homework. I, I found a video and I found a guy who was doing some research on the wall and he found that the wall itself is actually emitting like a sound, like a vibration and a frequency. And he said, you know, it's almost like this wall is like a tuning fork. And, you know, I don't know to what degree that's true or whatever, but I thought it was fascinating. Um, yeah, they now say it again. What, what about the wall? Say it again. About yeah, the, so, it's imminent, imminent. How do you, however you say that? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, releasing a frequency like there's a vibration frequency that uh, that you can actually hear. Do you mean kind of? Are you saying Andrew is doing it on its own kind of, or that someone has hooked it up to a frequency? What? That's a great question, and I don't have the answer. Oh, okay, on it. all right. I don't want to get too far off, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. It just makes me wonder. Okay, God, what? You know, because I've had several words about frequency, and and yeah. that God was going to begin to. Uh, even use frequencies to bring a measure of deliverance of some sort. I know you're onto something. I felt called to look up frequencies today and I was looking into it. So I know that you're onto something. Something's going on with that. Absolutely. Well, and, and Steve, I wish I could keep going on for a while today. I'm not going to, but I'll yeah. tell you, I've had other recent dreams about, um, about technologies emerging specifically from Texas. Really? that are going to change the entire face of the earth through the use of frequencies and energy. And so I, I, I think there's a lot more, you know, and I'm just going to tell you, I talked to somebody yesterday. I would confirm that that's happening, that, that there's something in Texas and that same thing. I don't think he didn't tell me any names of anybody. He didn't tell me the name of the invention, but he said out of Texas, and uh, it was basically not not information that was known. Wow. Wow. Well, that's confirmation. I I, I know there's more to this uh, that God's doing, and and that's yeah. exciting. Um, yeah. But I maybe share. Should I share this? Maybe one more dream here. Yeah, go for it. 
By the way, I was going to say that before, and I'm going to have you share that dream. You were talking about Top Gun. We had a, a Top Gun right when that movie came out. We had a guy from Top Gun. And he had been a Top Gun. He was retired, but we shared all about it. But I remember saying to him on the show, there was so much in that movie about their ability to withstand certain G-forces. Mm. And they, they kept hitting that. And I believe in my heart of hearts that there's a metaphor about G is God, but mm. not the people that do the most amazing work. There is such a force you contend with that it'll take your breath away. It literally took their breath away. And sometimes they would pass out if they weren't really ready for it. You yep. know, so I think there's something there. Someone could plumb the depths of that. But I think, you know, that they wow. kept, I thought, what is this? A whole movie where they keep talking about the G-forces from the beginning wow. to the end. Wow, that's so interesting, Steve. You know, the other thing, too, is is Lou often talks about um, breaking the sound barrier. Okay. And so even in the spirit, um, almost like getting a spiritual breakthrough, it's almost like if you've seen that airplane when it's flying through and you see the burst of, of uh, I don't know what you want to call it, cloud or, or whatever, that when it breaks the sound barrier. And that was kind of a, a, a metaphor or a picture mm. that we would use sometimes to say, mm. this is what's happening when we're beginning to move in uh, spiritual authority. Uh, in the heavenly realms, it's like breaking the sound barrier. And so, yeah, I, I think that's fascinating and more to dig into on that. Yeah, totally. So yeah, share this, share this last dream there. Okay. So I had this dream on March 31st, 2023, Texas rising and the March for America. In my dream, uh, I was in a prayer uh, and prophetic meeting with several prayer warriors and another young prophet which uh, when I'm standing in, in, this, in dreams with this young prophet, I always know that I'm in a place called the war room for the nation. Hmm. And I'm not going to say his name just because I, I want to just, I, I've never really asked him for permission to share his name. So okay. I just, yeah. uh, so in the dream, this other prophet was facilitating a time for those of us gathered to wait upon the Lord for the spirit of prophecy. Suddenly, the spirit of prophecy came upon me, and I began to weep with intense passion over the state of Texas. I found myself prophesying the following. Texas, this is your time to rise. The Lord says, my people in Texas shall rise with wings as eagles, and they will help rescue America. For now, it shall be said that Texas is rising, and you will soar to save a nation. In the dream, I paused, I bowed, and I wept, knowing that the Spirit of the Lord was truly speaking out. Then, in the dream, I stood up and declared, I just heard. So I'm declaring this in the dream. I just heard two things twice. Stars and stripes. Stars and stripes. I knew by revelation that stars and stripes was a song. And that Texas must sing this song as a prophetic declaration over America. End of dream. So, um, 
let me let me look here uh before i say that let's see um oh you know, did that stars and stripes i played that in a band when i was in high school i can hear it in my head but i don't know does it have words it must have words yeah in fact i put it down here oh you did okay yeah um which by the way <laughs> i don't know I don't know where I've been, but I didn't know there was even a song called Stars and Stripes. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I knew because I, I had no choice to know. I had to. <laughs> yeah. No, I, this was a foreign, th this whole phrase in the dream was, it didn't make a lot of sense or the fact that I knew it was a song. I mean, I had no idea. So when I looked this up, um, two things, I found that there's a TV show, which is actually called Texas Rising. Oh, and wow. It's about the historical roots of the Texas Rangers, who uh, we know as fearsome servant mm -hmm. justice. Yeah. And then secondly, I, I discovered that there is a song known as Stars and Stripes. And it was formally, what I found out is it's formally titled Stars and Stripes Forever. Right. And um, they say, or they said that this is actually the national march of the United States of America. Um, so here are some of the lyrics. It says, let, let martial note in triumph float and liberty it's extend its mighty hand. A flag appears mid thunderous cheers, the banner of the Western land, the emblem of the brave and true. Its folds protect no tyrant crew. The red and white and starry blue is freedom's shield and hope let eagle shriek from wow. lofty peak the never-ending watchword of our land let summer breeze waft through the trees the echo of the chorus grand sing out for liberty and light sing out for freedom and the right sing out for union and its might O patriotic sons so um that is the song. That's the some of the lyrics of the song. There might be more. I just don't have them down. But I, I found it interesting. Text. Here's what I felt God say: Texas, God has a prophetic war march for you to help bring forth freedom for the sons of liberty and justice, and to those who operate in tyranny. Oh, so to bring freedom for the sons of liberty and justice to those who operate in tyranny. So I actually wonder, Steve, if this is a prophetic key, because in the dream, I said, uh, I knew that Texas must sing this song as a prophetic declaration over America. So I'm wondering if this is if this is an actual prophetic key that God's giving uh, into Texas right now to say. Well, do you mean uh, do you mean for them to literally take on that song as a as an emblem uh, um, as anthem is the word I'm looking for uh, to, to the nation? I mean, there's a lot of people that that believe Texas if they if if the government won't refuses to be constitutional that they have threatened to secede one day and become a country. I don't know if people have heard that they probably yes. have, but um, uh, what, what can you say about that? I mean, they they obviously don't want to secede 
if the nation will quit being corrupt. Well, here's what I feel. I, I, I want to say this right now. I believe Texas is, and, and it's the natural first. Then yeah. the, Texas is rallying to build the wall. They're rallying yeah. to to hedge hedge the land. And I believe it's a natural picture of even a spiritual reality that Texas in, is in a place of right now to repair the breach, to, to get into the gap, to stand in the gap on behalf of an entire nation. They are the prophetic state. And I feel like God is saying, pick up this song. Let it let the meaning of the song uh, become how you operate. But but even as a prophetic declaration, take this song to your mouth and release it for America. So good. And yeah, it's a very interesting to me because when you said a key word, it's like it's a trigger, a good trigger. It triggered us um, an event when I was when we lived in Dallas. Actually, Carrollton was the community, but it's it's a suburb of Dallas. I'm in my room. I had I wasn't I didn't even know there were prophets except months ago, right by that time. And I'm walking in my I know right where I'm standing in the master bedroom, and God spoke, and I heard it in my head. Um, he said, "You're not a soul winner. You're not a breadwinner. You're a repairer of the breach." And that has always rung in my. I'm in. I'm standing in Texas. Wow. So, I mean, God didn't say you're not going to win souls. You're not going to, you know, feed your family. He's saying that's not your primary role. Your primary role is a repair of the breach. I've always, now you come here and say that's a, that's a label over Texas, a repair of the breach. Yes. That's phenomenal to me. Wow. Wow. Well, I believe that's a word from the Lord for the state right now. And I yeah. feel like the church, I, I feel like God's saying even to the body of Christ right now, take up this mantle, you know. Take up this mantle to stand in the gap to repair the breach, yeah. uh, even spiritually, for not only for the state of Texas, but for the entirety of the United States. There's You have a grace, a prophetic grace and mantle on you to do so. And so, I, I yeah, praise God for Texas. Praise God yeah. for, uh, you know, what, what God's put on them for such a time as this. Yeah. Great state, the Lone Star State, you know, and they needed to be in this, that what they're doing now, that's a prophetic thing to be called the Lone Star. They had to stand alone yeah. and they've had to do that alone. Now we're talking about the borders and they're standing alone. They're be, they are living out the Lone Star. If nobody else will do it, we'll do it. You Absolutely. Know? Instead of California that I also love is in a season where they're doing all the things wrong, not the church in Texas, I mean, in California. I'm talking about the government. There's right. a lot of wonderful Christians in California yeah. uh, praying and, and standing. So I don't mean anything against the church in California. But here you have the country of Texas doing the right stuff, you know, just getting it right. So, well, I guess that's our time. We got I got a lot to get done, so we have to kind of wrap. Do you want, did, did you have some announcements to make some in your book or what? what yeah, um, Steve, I, I just, um, we've had a, a phenomenal um, time with the book, Dreams to Save a Nation, have, have had just an incredible amount of feedback uh, from all over. I, we've got intercessors who have committed, they're, they're state leaders of intercessory networks in different states who said, hey, we're committing to read through and pray these decrees uh, every month. So it's 30 days of prophetic revelation. 
to fuel intercession for America. And we, we took a, a season of time and I did videos every day uh, about the 30 days uh, for the first 30 days of January, um, 2024, we read through the book, we decreed, and now people are saying, we're going to just repeat the cycle every, every 30 days and use this as a, as a prophetic weapon uh, for America. So yeah, I want to encourage people. Um, if you haven't gotten the, uh, the ebook, it is an ebook. Um, it's not one you can get in print yet, but you can uh, yeah. get it uh, through my website. But I just want to encourage people uh, to pick it up, use it throughout the year. This is a significant yeah. year. It's a, I mean, I don't, I don't think, I don't think anybody needs to tell you that, but I just believe that these can be a way to unify our agreement in prayer for the sake of saving America. So. Yeah, I really encourage you to get that book. We got it. We both we got two copies of it. Dream one, and I got one too. So hope you you'll get that ebook. Uh, all right, would you go ahead and close by you know praying for the people and giving and boy blessing Texas, you know? Yeah, amen. it's a whole other country. They have a saying, Texas. It's a whole other country. That, that's a great saying. So. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I found that out by the way when I first moved there. Um, I said, you know, it's great to be in the state of Texas, and someone pulled pulled me aside and said, this is, this is a nation. <laughs> I said, Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, they absolutely, they, they, I don't, I think it's, it's a pride, but it's kind of a good pride. You know, there's probably some that, that, that go too far with it, but basically you don't mess with Texas. That's another one of their sayings, right. you know, yes. you, you mess with Texas, you get the horns, you know, the long <laughs> horns and <laughs> <laughs> mess with the bull you get the horn the lone star you know it's a whole nother country all those things that i i love learning all the all the sayings that there so Absolutely. I, I really enjoy texas all right well go ahead and pray for yeah it. well father thank you so much for this day this is the day that you have made lord and we will rejoice and be glad in it and lord i just thank you uh for what you're doing uh in america right now and and lord i believe that this is maybe Texas' uh, finest hour. Yeah, <laughs> I believe, yeah. God, that there is something of, of a full circle moment for Texas, Lord. Like yeah. what it was, even in those days of the Alamo, yeah. uh, standing uh, firm to, uh, to stand on behalf of the people of the land. And Lord, I just pray that your intercessory prophetic grace and anointing would come afresh upon your people, uh, first and foremost upon the saints of God in the land of Texas. I pray that there would be yeah. a rising spirit of prayer and faith. Uh, and Lord, I pray that there would be just a movement by the power of your Holy Spirit to yeah. repair uh, the breach. Yeah. Lord, spiritually, and even naturally, God, that you would repair the breach. Yes, Lord, we just pray, Lord, let Texas rise. Let Texas rise as an eagle on behalf of America. I pray, God, that the, the sound of the voice of the Lord would emanate from Texas across the nation of America. Lord, we pray in this day and this hour, let it have a saving grace upon it. Um, and Lord, we do pray for Dallas. And every city across yeah. America, but even specifically for Dallas, I'm praying, Lord, do what I saw. And Lord, I pray you would bring it as a prototype city of revival and breakthrough 
in the heavens. And Lord, we just believe for revival to spread across America. We believe for awakening in this land like never before. And God, we just pray that you would continue to oversee, to preside over the whole year of 2024. That yeah. you, Lord Jesus, would be preeminent and supreme over everything yeah. that takes place in America in this time, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. One, one more comment, and maybe a little bit of a question. You know, living there, everyone knows that the airport is the Dallas-Fort Worth. Is it the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex that everybody drives through? You Sometimes you don't even know when you went into Fort Worth. So when you say Dallas, does it kind of bleed in? Is this word a Dallas-Fort Worth word, or is it specifically... Yeah, I think so. I I kind of I kind of look at it as like one big, yeah, just massive region. To be honest, I mean, yeah, uh, when you're there, you don't know where one place ends and the other begins. It's just kind exactly. of exactly. <laughs> well, and I, that is even an interesting point because when the guy was taking me to lunch, I was right on the line between Dallas and Fort Worth. I was in, and it might have been over the border to Fort Worth. It was so it's like it was almost a perfect spot because it was the calling of, in my case, me into the prophetic, uh, I, I still think that was thing. And now that I, and back to that word God gave me in my home in Carrollton, Texas, which is Dallas as well, that must have been a word for Dallas because I never knew what how it went. I'm just here in 1990. You're not a soul winner. You're not a bread. You're not a soul winner. You're not a breadwinner. You're a repairer of the breach. And until this, you said it, Ah, that's what it is. I was standing in Dallas. Wow. Wow. So let it be. Cool. Yeah, let it be. All right. God bless you. I think we got all your links up there, didn't we? You guys go look up Stars and Stripes and then get that in your, listen to the music. It's a very upbeat, uh, nationalistic kind of song. It's great. We played it, played it in the marching band, you know, so it's great for, for that. So, all right. Have a great day, everybody. Uh, Barry Wunsch will be with us tomorrow. We're actually going to record him this afternoon. So have a good day, everybody. Thanks again for joining us. Tell your friends about this Dallas word and Texas word. All right. See you all later. God bless you. Okay. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.